0: Hi guys, welcome to Patrice LaSalle's podcast. I am your girl, Patrice LaSalle. If this is your first time joining me, I want to welcome you. If you are a returning listener, I want to say that I miss you so much. I know it's been forever since I recorded an episode and I want to give you all a life update. Um, It's been a very interesting season. I would say the last year, um, the last year and a half has stretched me spiritually. Um, it has stretched my faith. It has caused me to go deeper. Um, and it's required me to to press to another level um, spiritually, both in my understanding and my faith um, and in my personal walk with God. And so I'll kind of summarize what that um, this past season has been like for me. Um, And then two, I'll also share a message that the Lord placed in my heart even this past week um, and that I ended up sharing and ministering uh, during our Sunday service. And so just to kind of summarize this season in maybe one or two sentences, I would say that this past season has been what felt like a season of L's for me, L's as in losses, um, you know. And so this episode may not be for everyone, but I believe there is a group of people who have also been experiencing um, very a very similar season, uh, and you find yourself in a very similar place. And so I want to specifically talk to you on today. And so I want to talk about. Um, how this past season, you know, um, I've experienced loss, and I'll actually share it um, in my podcast. I, have, I haven't really shared it publicly yet, um, but in the last year, year and a half, um, you know, I've been married uh, this year, a few months, it'll be two years, we'll hit our two-year anniversary, and um, during, during our... <laughs> Uh, actually, last year, 2019, uh, we actually experienced our first pregnancy. And while it was the most exciting moment of my life, you know, a couple of weeks later, it became a loss. Um, And so I experienced a miscarriage. And so that was definitely one of the most devastating things that I've ever experienced in my life. And so I had to walk through that process. And, you know, after dealing with that, then, you know, I went through something also personally where it was a level of betrayal. And so, you know, processing through the betrayal of someone you love and trust and, you know, just a level of trust being broken um, and 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 walking through, you know, a deeper level of forgiveness, walking through... Um, being able to re-establish that trust. And and then to most recently, the um, my mother, I lost my mother. Um, she passed a few weeks ago, and that alone just felt like the icing on the cake for me. And so this episode might be the most raw and realist episode ever. I'm not gonna say that I have answers, but I do have questions, and I believe these are questions that many children of God have. Um, but there, we as the body, as the church, we haven't cultivated or created a safe place to have these kind of dialogues, these types of questions. Uh, we're automatically told in the church, uh, in the body of Christ, that we're not supposed to question God. But what happens when you experience a level of tragedy, a level of disappointment, a level of setback, a level of failure, a level of heartbreak, and you're processing and navigating through, but you also know through this, I can't question God. So it's a level of trying to accept your reality, accept what you're going through. But at the same time, you don't have the clarity and understanding as to why you're going through it or even how to make it through it. And so that notion of don't question God, but yet You know, still have faith, still believe, still worship, still trust God, still read your word, still serve, all of that. But yet, I believe it's left many children of God in a place where they're not properly healed, they're not properly restored, they never had the tools or the resources or the strategy in order to invite the Lord into the process so that they can walk away whole. And so I think as the body of Christ, as the church, we have to stop focusing on the external, um, you know, looking the part talking the language of what I'm supposed to say as a child of God and work on the internal, work on the inside. I say this all the time that God cares more about our soul than what we can do for him. God cares more about our soul than our service. Because if I serve God, but I'm not whole, I'm broken. I am no of no use. I'm no of no benefit to those God has called me to. And so I want to start off and say and encourage that we have to be okay with processing through this. Whatever it looks like, God can handle our emotions, the disappointment, the frustration, um, the feeling of being forgotten, the feeling of uh, God forsaking me, the feeling of, you know, Whatever that emotion or that feeling is, I want to start off by saying that God can handle it. And so this past week, um, the message the Lord gave me, if I can be very real and transparent, which I can, I love that I can be raw with y'all, after losing my mom, it was one of the biggest hits to my faith. Um, And so I want to, what do you do? when you believe the Lord for something and it doesn't happen? What do you do when you stand on his word, his promise, and the thing that you're believing and contending for does not happen? Um, What do you do when God has given you a word and, and shown you um, something that he's going to do, but your reality is the exact opposite of what God has spoken to you. What do you do? And so I want to talk about that because I found myself in a place where I'm like, wait, God, hold on. You know, I have given you my all. I have laid my life down. I'm not saying that I've walked in perfection. I'm not saying that I've made every left and right turn, that I've dotted every I and crossed every T. But what I am saying is that I've laid my life down to you, that the greatest sacrifice that I could possibly give and place on the altar is me. And in every way possible, I've tried to lay my life down. What do you? you do? And, and, and I want to talk to that particular person because there are some people who have sacrificed and given God your all and been obedient, but it feels as if you're forgotten. And so the message the Lord gave me and the title of it was a season of suffering. And so first Peter chapter five, verse 10 says, but may the God of all grace who called us To his his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And so I want to talk about how to steward those seasons, how to steward seasons of suffering, how to steward seasons where you have to you you are required to walk through hardship. And so this P this scripture. In 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10 it says but after you suffered a while and so every season of suffering has an expiration date. See God says after you suffered a while I'm going to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And so if you can just, whatever you're facing, whatever you're in the midst of, whatever season you find yourself in, the season of difficulty, the season of frustration, the season of disappointment, the season of uncertainty, the Bible says that after a while, and so that season has an expiration date. God says after a while, after you suffered a while, so that suffering is not going to last forever. It's just for a period of my life. It's just for a season of my life. And after a while, God is going to perfect. And so that word perfect, it means when God begins to perfect your life, God begins to remove every imperfection in you, every imperfection in your life. And God says, not only will I perfect, but I'm going to establish. And so after a season of suffering, a period of suffering, God begins to establish, which means God will begin to bring a sense of permanency to your life. Those areas that felt temporary Those that that temporary joy when one day you're up, the next day you're down, that temporary peace where one moment you're in peace and the next moment you're anxious. God says that after a while, I'm going to establish you. And when God establishes our life, he establishes every area of our life. He's not just after our emotional establishment, but he's after our physical establishment. He's after our financial establishment. He's after Our our mental establishment, God is going to establish every area of your life. And he says, after I establish you, I'm going to strengthen you. And so when God begins to strengthen us, God begins to replenish. <laughs> and so what tends to happen in seasons of suffering, you find yourself weak. You find yourself that you've lost your, your, your tenacity. You lost your ability. You lost your strength. You lost your ability to, to fight. You lost your ability to press. You lost your ability to keep moving. And God says, I'm going to strengthen you, which means that God will not only give us back what we lost in the season of suffering, but he's going to give us more. And then we know this, that in the book, in the New Testament, Jesus, after he was baptized, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And so it was the Holy Spirit that called Jesus into a season of suffering. It was the Holy Spirit that led Jesus to a period of temptation. And the Bible says that after Jesus endured the temptations, that angels came and ministered to him. There was an angelic relief that came to replenish, that came to nourish, that came to give him back everything that he lost in that period of of, of temptation, in that period of suffering. And so God will allow you and I to face suffering and temptation, and then he will send ministering angels to replenish you. And so I want to tell you in in seasons of suffering, God says, not only will I perfect you, not only will I establish you, but I'm going to strengthen you. That everything you lost in that period, everything that you lost, I'm going to give it back to you and I'm going to give you more. The faith that you lost, the hope that you lost, the trust that you lost. Not only will I give you back what you had, but I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to strengthen your faith. I'm going to strengthen your prayer life. I'm going to strengthen your interpretation and reading of my word. I'm going to strengthen your revelation. I'm going to strengthen your fire finances, the resources that you lost in the period of suffering. I'm going to give you back more. And God says, after I strengthen you, I'm going to settle you which means God is going to bring you into a place. He's going to bring us into a place of stability. When something is settled, that thing is not easily moved. When something is settled, that thing is, is sturdy. That thing is stable. And God says, I'm going to bring a sense of stability in your life. What tends to happen in seasons and suffering, see seasons of suffering is that you find yourself not stable. You find your emotions not stable. You find yourself not stable. But God says, I'm gonna bring a sense of stability to your life. The next scripture I want us to read is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort which, was, which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so the second thing I wanna tell you about seasons of suffering uh, is that um, your suffering serves a purpose. See, this scripture says, That the same comfort that we received in tribulation, the same comfort that the father gave to us is the same comfort that you and I now are supposed to give to those who are in trouble. See, God reveals himself to us in new ways, in seasons of pain and shame and suffering that we never would be able to uh, discover if we did not go through that process, if we did not go through that season. And so the Lord says the same comfort that I'm giving to you in that season of suffering in that season of shame that you went through, that same comfort, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the comforter. So that same comfort that was given unto us, we're supposed to release to those who are going through the same pain that we endured. See, your suffering serves a purpose. A lot of times we're wondering, God, why? Why do I have to go through this? God, why are you allowing me to go through this? Why do I have to deal with this sickness? Why do I have to deal with what's going on in my body? Why do I have to deal with what's happening in my finances? Why do I have to deal with this situation where I don't even have anywhere to live? I'm not table. Why do I have to deal with this? But God says that same comfort that, that helped you go through that same comfort that helped you keep, cont- continue to move forward. That same comfort that I gave to you in your lowest and darkest place is that same comfort. I want you to release to those who's going through the same thing. See one of the things that I discover is that your greatest place of authority is usually the greatest area of warfare in your life. If you want to know what is my purpose, God, what do you want me to do? What, what, what have you called me to do? What is what have you sent me? What why why am I here? What was I sent to do? If you look at the greatest warfare in your life, the greatest battle in your life, sometimes it's an indication. Most of the time, it's an indication to what God has called you to do. What area in your life has Satan attacked the most? Usually that's an indication that that indication that your destiny lies there. Romans 8:18 8, says, "For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us." And so suffering <laughs> suffering is a prerequisite to the glory. Mike God, my God, my God, my God. Many people want to carry the glory. Many people want 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 to to be glory carriers, but they don't want to suffer. Jesus, see, glory comes after the suffering, and the glory that God wants to reveal in and through us is eternal. It says that the the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us, and so when. Whenever you're going through a season of suffering, there is a new revelation of the glory of God, my God, that will be birthed in and through you. Whenever, whenever you find yourself in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of tribulation, God is saying it's not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be seen in and through you. My God, if you just don't give up, if you continue to just press on, this is not, it can't, it's no. there's no comparison, my God, to the glory that will be seen in your life if you just continue to press through, if you just continue to press on, if you just don't obey. the process. If you just don't give up hope, if you just don't walk away, it's not worthy. The tears you shared, the the pain that you've endured, the shame you suffered, it's not worthy to be compared to my glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not worthy to be compared to the glory. And God wants to reveal his glory in and through you. It's not just meant for you to see the glory. It's meant for you to be a carrier of the glory. It's meant for the glory to be revealed through you on your job and uh, on, in your workplace, in your home, in your marriage. And, and as you parent your children, God says, my glory, it will show up wherever you are. My glory, that the glory that I want to reveal in the earth realm, I actually want to reveal it through you and 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 though you may have to endure a period of suffering, a season of suffering, you may have to suffer, but it's not worthy to be compared to my glory. What's on the other side of this <laughs> is greater than what you see. Yeah, I ju- I feel that so strong. What is on the other side of this? Storm of this season, of this heartbreak, of this disappointment, of this frustration. It's not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be seen in and through you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's glory. There's glory that's going to be revealed in you, that's in and through you in this season. There's glory. There's something that's being birthed and cultivated on the inside of you. It's not. worthy to be compared. My God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just feel the presence so strong. It's not worthy. It's not worthy to be compared. Oh my God, what is on the other side of this? If you just press through, if you don't give up, if you continue to just stand, the Bible says after you've done all, just stand. You warred, you contended, you fought, but there's you feel as if I don't know what else to do. The Bible says after you've done all, just stand. Just don't give up. Just don't quit. Just don't back down. Just don't walk. Away because there's glory that's going to be revealed in and through you after you suffered a while. My God, the third thing I want to tell you about seasons of suffering is that God is after more than your comfort, He's after your character. Romans 5 3 through 4 says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And so tribulations are a part of the salvation package. See, the moment you and I said yes to Jesus, we said yes to his sufferings. The moment you and I said yes to Christ, we said yes to tribulation. See, we know how to receive the blessings. We know how to receive the favor. We know how to jump in church. We know how to run around and do laps in the church and and jump over hurdles and to, to, to do a whole praise break. But we don't know how to say yes to the sufferings of Christ. And we have to stop preaching just on the blessings and the favor of God and, 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 and receiving your next miracle and breakthrough. Yet we don't teach people how to walk through the sufferings because tribulations are a part of the tri- the, the salvation package. The Bible tells us in Psalm 34:19 that many are the afflictions of the righteous. It doesn't just say that afflictions are upon the sinner, it says no. Those who are in right standing with God, those who walk upright, those who follow my word, those who gave me their all, their afflictions are many, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. My God, he's not going to deliver us out of some. The Lord is our deliverer out of every, every affliction. And we have to know that in, even the moment we say yes to the Lord, we say yes to hardship. My God. And what we've done, we've created a gospel. <laughs> we've created our own doctrine that does not prepare people for the hardship, for the sufferings of Christ Jesus. But I'm here to tell you. <laughs> That is better to suffer in Christ. <laughs> it's better to endure tribulations or deal with trials in Christ than to deal with opposition outside of Christ or to walk in, 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 in blessings or to walk in, 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 in wealth and fortune outside of Christ. There is no safer place to be but in Christ Jesus. <laughs> See, when an enemy had a conversation with God, I, I, when I went back and read, the, read Job, the Bible says that they were in the presence of God, which means that the devil was standing before God. <laughs> and the Bible says that Satan was going to and fro because he was looking for someone. And God says, have you considered my servant Job? And we are very familiar with this text. We quote it a lot. We say, you know, we talk about Job, but I want us for one minute to picture what Job really went through. And if we were in Job's shoes, what would we have done? Job not only lost his kids, he not only lost his his possessions, not only was he struck in with sickness, but even those he loved and trusted the most began to say his friends, what did you do wrong? You must've sinned, you must've did something. So in his own wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? So his whole support system, while he went through a season of suffering, why he took multiple L's or losses, his support system wasn't even in place. They didn't even understand why is Job going through this? Job had to do something. When Job knew he did nothing, to cause his season of suffering. So what would you do if you were in job's shoes? <laughs> Job began to say it was I, I cursed the day I was born. I wish I was not even alive. I don't even want to live anymore. I want to have this conversation because we as the church, we haven't, we don't talk about this. Like, what do you do? I'm not talking about the unbeliever. I'm not talking about people who don't know the Lord. I'm talking about those who are tongue speaking, anointed, powerful people who get to the place that they say, God, why am I even here? God, I don't even want to live anymore. God, why am I here? I want to talk to you. Because we've done a great job preparing people for blessings and favor, but we haven't prepared them for the sufferings of Christ. God is after more than our comfort. He's after our character. This this scripture says that tribulation produces perseverance. See perseverance is birthed in seasons of tribulations. It's in a season of suffering or tribulation that you that you have the ability or you gain the ability to endure. Perseverance is the ability to keep going even when the odds are stacked against you. Perseverance is the fortitude, the tenacity to keep going even when everything around you says you should stop. And so it's tribulations that build, tribulation that builds that, that fortitude, that perseverance, that tenacity that allows you to press no matter what. And so God uses seasons of tribulation to kill every part of us that's not like him. See, the Bible says that perseverance produces character. And so God will allow (laughs) you to go through a season of unanswered prayers. God will allow you to go through a season of humiliation because he wants to kill everything in you that's not like him. He's after the pride. He wants us to look like him. He wants us to talk like him. He wants to kill that thing in us that feel as if we have to fight and protect our own, our, our self image and we have to, to protect and, 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 to and, and to guard how people see us, and and sometimes He'll allow us to go through tribulation. Where even the people that once supported us and stood with us and and believed in us and fought with us, they don't even understand us. And God will allow us to endure that because He's saying, "I'm after that thing in you that that that's not like me that will ultimately hinder what I want to do in and through you." And so God cares about our character. Ooh. He will allow every part of us to become broken so that it's no longer us, but him and us. That is no longer me, but him through me, Jesus. (laughs) That we're literally dead men walking, dead women walking, that we're so our will is crucified, our desires are yielded, that we're at that place where it's no longer me, it's no longer Patrice, but it's Christ through me. That when people see me, they don't see me, they see him. <laughs> that thing in me that I always want to justify or argue or or validate my opinion or validate my 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 thoughts, God is after that thing where we can just walk like him, we can talk like him, we can resemble him, that we can reveal him in the earth realm. That thing in us that feel that we can be in control, that we can fix this situation. God is after that thing where he will begin to allow everything to fall apart around us so that our hands can't put it back together. And we finally, finally yield ourselves over to him and allow him to put the puzzle piece back together, that we relinquish that control and we allow him to be Lord in our life. He's after that thing. My God. He's after that thing. And it says that <laughs> that character produces hope. So after God perfects our character, he gives us fresh hope. And he's not giving us hope in ourselves. He's not giving us hope in men, but he's given us fresh hope in him. He's given us his hope. <laughs> See, sometimes we hope in a lot of things. We hope in the system. A lot of us are hoping in in a president, the right president to get in office. We're hoping in the right congressman or congresswoman or senator, the right mayor. We're putting our hope in politics. We're putting our hope in a system that our hope was never supposed to be rooted in it anyway. And God says, I'm going to take away all of that so that your hope will be in me and me alone, that your hope won't be in your quality." qualification, your your qualifications, your skill set, your ability, your education, your degree, your, your your income status, your social status, your hope will not be in any of that. Your hope will be in me and me alone. And so that God wants us fully reliant upon him. He doesn't want us <laughs> to rely on ourselves. He doesn't want us to rely on anyone but him. And so the last point I want to make in seasons of suffering is that you're not alone. <laughs> the psalmist said in Psalm 23:4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. That rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So in seasons of suffering... <laughs> Even when it feels as if the father is silent, even if you're seeking him and it feels that you can't trace him, you can't hear him. I wanna let you know that he says that I am with you. The psalmist says, I know I have to go through this valley. I'm walking through a valley of, shadow, of the shadow of death. I cannot escape the valley. I cannot I cannot camp in the valley. I have to go through the valley, but I'm not going to be afraid because I know you are with me that your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod is, is, is a point of correction. The staff is a place of leadership, of guidance. So even in seasons of suffering, even in the valley, God's rod of correction, God's staff of leadership, God's staff of, 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 guidance is with you to comfort you. So you have to know that if God doesn't deliver you from it, it's because he's with you in it. There are seasons where it feels as if the father is silent or distant, but he promises us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Psalm 34, 18 and 19 says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. So God is near, he is with us. Hebrews 12, two says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. See, Christ knew (laughs) that there was joy on the other side of the cross. It says that he despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the of the throne of God, and so Christ said, He said, "I'm only here to do my Father's business." And then, when the, the right before the cross, He began to say, "Father, is there another way?" <laughs> and He didn't get a response. The Lord didn't say, "Well, here's Plan B." He the Father didn't say anything. But he said, nevertheless, <laughs> not my will, but let thy will be done. And the Bible says that he endured the cross, despising the shame, because he knew there was joy on the other side. I'm here to tell you that if you just endure this season. If you despise the shame, if you despise the fear, if you despise the frustration, if you despise it and you know that on the other side of this season, there's joy. On the other side of this, there's breakthrough. On the other side of this, there is hope. And the Bible says that he's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God (laughs) because he didn't despise. His purpose. He didn't despise the suffering. He didn't despise what God ordained for him to do. His destiny was the cross. And because he didn't fight against his destiny, he's now at the right hand of the father. And the Bible says he has a name that is above every name, that at his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you just endure (laughs) on the other side of this, after a while, Matthew 27, 45 through 46, it says, now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lama Shabbokana. Hopefully I said that right. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so there's there's moments <laughs> where it feels like God has forsaken you. Jesus, on the cross, the Bible says that darkness covered the land. This was the first time that Jesus was actually not connected to the Father that there was darkness and he cried out he Felt that separation. He felt that the. He felt that where is the father? Why have you forsaken me? I've done what you called me to do. I'm here, stretched on this cross. You said you sent me here for this very reason. But I cannot trace you, my God, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? I've taken this step of faith. I did what you told me to do. I married the person you told me. I. Moved moved into the house. I've taken the job. I relocated, relocated. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God sometimes will go silent. (laughs) And his silence is not a sign that you missed him. Jesus. His silence sometimes is the confirmation that you're right where you're supposed to be. Woo, Lord, I feel the presence so strong. And so I'm here to encourage you on today that this season is just for a while. After a while, after a while, God's gonna perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That there's purpose on the other side of this. Don't try to rush ahead. Don't try to bypass, don't try to skip, go through the process because there's comfort that you will receive in this season. There's wisdom, there's grace that you will receive in this season that you will begin to release to somebody else who's going through the same thing you did or that you went through or that you're going through now after a while. The Father is with you, though He may be silent. He's with you, though He may not have delivered you out of it. He's with you, though He may not have He may not have answered the prayer the way that you wanted Him to answer it. He's with you. I want to leave with you on today that He's with you, <laughs> because He said He'll never leave us nor forsake us, even in the midst of disappointment, in the face of adversity. In the midst of setback, he's with us. He's with you, Jesus. So I just want to pray for you on today. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, God, for your promise (laughs) that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Father, I pray for every person that is listening on today. Father, that you will comfort them, yeah, in a way that only you can comfort. God, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will visit every person under the sound of my voice. Jesus. Ooh. Yeah. Father, I thank you that after a while, on the other side of this, Lord, There is joy. On the other side of this there is breakthrough. On the other side of this, yeah. You are giving, Lord. <laughs> joy for morning. My God. On the other side of this, <laughs> things will begin to make sense. Ooh. He there's purpose on the other side of this. So, Father, I pray even now for every person that you give them the grace. <laughs> to not abort the process. Yeah. That you will give them the grace ha, to not give up, to not quit, to not waver. Yes, Lord, I thank you, God, that you will deposit into them, Lord, the grace to not abort the process, to not walk away, to not turn back, But God, I thank you that in this season, our eyes will be set upon you like flint. (laughs) That we will not be distracted. We will not look to the left. We will not look to the right. But God, our eyes will be set upon you. And Lord, I thank you that what is being birthed in your children in this season will begin to impact many in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. So, Lord, I pray even now that you will strengthen and that you will bless every person under the sound of my voice. That you give them a new revelation of you. That you will reveal yourself like never before. I pray for encounters. Ooh, yeah. I pray for fresh encounters. Fresh encounters. May you visit them in their sleep. Ooh. May those who have grown stale in their relationship with you because of disappointment, may those who turned away from you because of disappointment, Father, touch them and visit them, Lord. Touch their hearts. (laughs) Woo them, Lord. Draw them unto you. Let them know that you didn't leave them, that you were there with them, even in the midst of it, Lord. And I pray, God, just like the Hebrew boys who said that even if our God doesn't deliver deliver us, we're not bowing down. God, raise up a generation that will not serve you and love you and worship you only based on your power to deliver. But let us serve and worship you for who you are. That even if you don't answer our prayer, even if you don't heal us, even if you don't turn our situation around, we're not bowing down to any other God. Ha. Woo. Jesus. God, I pray even now that you would tear down every idol that we've created. Yeah, in the body. My God, every idol that we've created of our own God that is not a reflection of your persona. Father, tear it down and give us a fresh revelation of who you are. Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the presence so strong. I pray that you were blessed by today's episode. I promise to be back very soon, that I will not stay away (laughs) so long. But you know, I only come when I have something that the Lord has released me. And I believe this is a word in season that many are dealing with so much but they don't know how to process through it. So I love you all so much. I want to encourage you, if this episode bless you, I want you to share it. I want you to post it. I want you to send it to a few people um, that you love and you know that are in a very interesting and difficult season. I want to encourage you that there is victory on the other side of this. So I love you all so much. And until I see you, bye-bye.